Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I am here to bring you the preview show ahead of Der Klassiker, Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund in the Bundesliga. This one could be worth everything for Bayern Munich. The Bavarians are in a great position to clinch the league title, their 10th consecutive league title. If they can walk away with a victory, even if they get a draw, they will be in a great spot. We'll hit on that in a little bit. But just want to say welcome back to everyone. We are still kind of winding down from the unceremonious and unexpected Champions League exit at the hand of Villarreal. Uh, We did see Bayern Munich rebound a little bit last weekend against Armenia Bielefeld in what was a very dominant performance, although it was just a 3-0 scoreline, one of those goals being an own goal. It was dominant, but still Bayern had some trouble putting the ball in the net. Uh, I'm expecting them to break out in a big way this week. That's a little bit of a hint, but let's take a look at where each team is in the table. And this is about as good as the Bundesliga could have scripted at this point through 30 match days. Bayern Munich is in first place. They have 23 wins, three draws, four losses. They have scored 89 goals. They have allowed 29 over their last five Bundesliga matches. They have Four wins and one draw, of course, last week was that 3-0 victory over Armenia Bielefeld. They have 72 points, which puts them nine ahead of second place, Borussia Dortmund, who through 30 match days has 20 wins, three draws, seven losses. Dortmund has scored 76 goals and has allowed 43. Over the course of their last five Bundesliga matches, they have three wins, one loss, and one draw. That loss was back on April 1st at the hands of RB Leipzig. Last week, Borussia Dortmund put a killing on Wolfsburg 6-1 in a match that wasn't even as close as that lopsided scoreline might, uh, might, might look at. It was, it was a blowout in every sense of the word. Uh, Dortmund tuned up Wolfsburg in a tune-up match for Bayern Munich. So this one is going to be, uh, it's going to be very interesting for a lot of reasons. But let's take a look at Dortmund, who's in, who's out for them. Dortmund's actually a little bit banged up right now, which is unfortunate because when you see these two teams come together, you want to see them at their best so they can compete at the highest level possible. Uh, It looks like at this point that uh, Mahmoud Dahoud and Danielle Malin will both be out for Dortmund uh, in this match. Mats Hummels is questionable at this point. Rafael Guerrero is also questionable, although it looks like Hummels and Guerrero could make their returns. It's just, it's kind of teeter-tottering right now. Maybe most importantly is Gregor Cobell is, is a little banged up too, but I think we'll see him. I think he picked up a knock in training, but I would expect him to be in the match. From a Dortmund standpoint, this is going to be a match where the Dortmund back line is going to have to step up. They are going to be under pressure. They are going to be under duress pretty consistently. And it's going to be a big measure of where they are at as a unit uh, to be able to ward off Bayern at this stage. So I think if you're a Bayern fan, you're looking at this and you like that matchup. And if you're a Dortmund fan, you're probably holding your breath a bit because you're wondering how that banged up back line is going to, to fare and be able to sustain themselves under the constant pressure from Bayern Munich. But when you look at Dortmund, 
and you're not focused on that banged up back line, you're mostly looking at early Erling Holland these days. And for a couple of reasons, one Holland is, he's just one of the most fantastic players on earth. He is a physical freak, big, tall, strong, fast, can score any way possible. Uh, he's just good. And he's going to be one of these players that defines the next generation of the game for the next 10 to 15 years. He is that important, not just to uh, Dortmund, but also to the greater game as a whole. And that's why when you look at his unfortunate transfer situation, I think Bayern fans, Bundesliga fans, Dortmund fans, everybody should be looking and enjoying these last few matches because it does look like that Holland will be moving on this summer. The rumors, of course, are linking him to Manchester City, where he would play under Pep Guardiola. That could be pretty interesting. Uh, Holland is one of those players that has just made a difference. And yes, he's been banged up this year. And I think one of the concerns many people have about him and his future is he has picked up some nagging injuries and little nicks along the way that have kind of held him back. But He's got so much potential, so much skill, and just such an incredible physical tool set to work with that it's hard to think that that's going to hold him down long and and that if he gets under Pep Guardiola or if even if he moves somewhere else, this kid is really going to explode and burst onto the scene. And maybe those of us who watch the Bundesliga regularly might really understand all he's capable of. But if he goes to the Premier League, it's it's absolutely going to blow up for him. So uh, he seems to be the type of kid that can handle that kind of attention. He's got a good mindset and that's not even mentioning how good of a player he is at this point. But uh, you know, one of the things that I want to look at in this match is how he responds to the challenge. I think he's going to look at this from a player standpoint and say, I'm going to have to produce if I want my team to have any shot and and the only shot that Borussia Dortmund may have to still hang on to their very slim title hopes is they would need to win this one. They would need Bayern to lose the rest of their matches. Dortmund would have to sweep through the rest of the way. And even at that point, I mean, that's that's a lot to ask. Uh, it, it seems just very unlikely. So uh, regardless Holland and his Dortmund teammates, they're going to come into this and they're going to try and do everything they can to win. And they're going to have to hope for that incredible scenario. But even a draw on this point is not going to help them that much because if they do manage to knot this one up and they walk away with a point, there's still an incredibly massive goal differential there that they would have to deal with. And then they would also still need that scenario of Bayern losing out and themselves winning out. So it's there's not a lot of hope for Dortmund here, but there's just enough to keep Holland and his teammates motivated to go out and not just try and win the league or try and win the match because it's Bayern Munich, but it also the sliver of hope that they could somehow walk away with a Bundesliga title. But this one will be fascinating as, as it always is when it's Dortmund. I mean, one, it's just exciting because there's that natural built-in rivalry. And yes, it does get heated. It does get contested. It gets testy, frankly. And it's been physical and fun over the last three, four years. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun to watch this match. This season, Dortmund has been such a roller coaster ride that they've been in and out and up and down. 
that it's kind of made the momentum leading into this maybe not as hot and heavy as we had seen in the past. From a Bayern standpoint, it, it's tough because they had moments where they looked so dominant in the first half of the season. Second half of the season has been marred by some inconsistency. Uh, there's been a lot of questioning of the tactics of the manager. Players have underperformed. They're not as good as they were in the first half. So Byron, while it may seem like they're cycling down, has done just enough lately in that second leg of the Villarreal tie and also last week against Armenia Bielefeld to show me that they are ready to rebound. They're ready to get back on track and they want to close out their Bundesliga title this weekend. And I think that's where they're headed. If I had to take a look at the Bayern Munich lineup and try and prognosticate how Julian Nagelsmann is going to set the team up. I mean, it's, it's pretty maddening at this point, right? We don't know whether he's going to go back three or back four. We don't know. And that, and also like that affects the personnel tenfold, right? Because there are players moving to different roles. Some roles disappear completely if they use a back three, either way, trying to guess what Nagelsmann is going to do game to game is not the easiest task in the world, but for this match, I'm going to go with team back four because I feel like if if Nagelsmann wants to go out and clinch his first Bundesliga title, he's going to have to go out and put his best 11 on the pitch. And I think that's what he's going to do. So let's take a quick look at how I think Bayern Munich will line up. I think we're going to see Manuel Neuer in between the sticks. That's a given. Can't take the goalkeeper out. I think we're going to see Alfonso Davies at left back, Benjamin Pavar at right back. And this is where it gets interesting because when you look at the trio of center backs that are left, and normally it would I would include Pavar in that mix of center backs because that's where he'll be next season. But for all intents and purposes for this match, we're looking at three. You have Luca Hernandez, who has been banged up, uh, has returned to practice, but probably working his way back to 100%, maybe not fully there yet. You have Dio Upamakano, who has been up and down, but has shown a propensity to get bullied by big, fast, and physical strikers like Holland. So there's a little bit to watch for there. And then you have Nicholas Sula, who is also battling his way back from an injury. And also who, as soon as he got healthy from that injury, got sick. So he's now been under the weather for the better part of a week and a half with the flu. So he's had some bad luck here, but he will be facing off with his new team, Borussia Dortmund, for the last time as a member of Bayern Munich. So this will be interesting to see what Nagelman, Nagelsmann does with the three center backs. I think at this point he's going to use Hernandez and Sula just because there is a little bit of worry about how Upamakano can handle Sula, I mean, can handle Holland. And with the stakes being what they are, I just think you use the better player. And for me, Sula has been the best of the center backs over the course of this season. So I don't think you can keep him on the bench for this one. Although honestly, it wouldn't shock me just because Sula is leaving and this is his new team. So we'll see how it goes, but I will go with Sula and Hernandez in the midfield. Since we're going to be deploying a 4-2-3-1, we're going to see Yashua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. I don't see any other combo coming in. Certainly Kimmich is not going to be rested or else he'll erupt and tear the locker room up and maybe cause bodily harm to someone for Goretzka. He's still probably working his way back to 100%. But I think, you know, again, when he was out, his presence was missed for as well as Jamal Musiala might've done. There's just a difference between 
uh, how Kimmich and Goretzka function together as opposed to Kimmich and anyone else. And I do like Musiala, and I think his versatility is going to be key for his career moving forward. But in this match, we're going to go with Kimmich and Goretzka. Go with the standard. Expect them to raise their level of play. In my opinion, Kimmich is enduring maybe his worst season at Bayern Munich. And I don't want to say he's been bad, but he's been inconsistent, which is not something that we've really had to deal with coming out of Kimmich. It's again, it's, it's, he hasn't been bad. He's been pretty good, but for his standard and where it was, it's been a little bit inconsistent for my liking. And I think mostly he could benefit from some rest and relaxation. He really hasn't been the same since coming back from COVID-19. So Hopefully, over the next couple of weeks, if Byron can clinch out this weekend, Kimmich can get some rest and uh, and really just get himself back on track, both mentally and physically. As for the attack, we're in that same mode where we have two positions here at wing for three players. Uh, Kingsley Coman, in my mind, has to be in the lineup. He has been the best of the three wingers, just as he was last season. Uh, from those three options, Coman has been the most consistent and the most disruptive to the, the opposing defenses. So I think you have to go with Coman. As far as Sané and Gnabry, Sané's form has dipped. He has not been great over the last two months. Gnabry has been productive, but he has also been a roller coaster this season. There are some off the field things that could factor into a decision like this. And with Gnabry not having, uh, you know, having such a high standard for his salary moving forward, uh, he's embroiled in contract negotiations with the club, and they're going nowhere at this point. His future is in doubt. So it will be interesting to see if Nagelsmann leans toward the player who he knows will be with him moving forward in Sané, or one that he might have to throw a bone to in Gnabry in order to help convince him to stay at Bayern Munich. So it'll be interesting. There's a little bit of a push and pull there, but we'll see. For all intents and purposes here, I'm going to go with Sané, and I think we'll see Gnabry as a substitute. I think that will not go over well with Gnabry. I think he's probably earned the right to start after last week, but that would mean putting Sané or Coman on the bench. And while I could see Sané going down, I could not see Coman uh, being pushed to being a reserve for this match. So I don't think, despite his per- great performance against Armenia Bielefeld as a wing back last week, that Gnabry will be back in the lineup. Um, the other two positions, Thomas Muller, Robert Lewandowski, I think they're pretty much the standard. They will be there. Muller has not been great of late. He looks like another player that you could use some rest. Lewandowski has not been at his normal level as well, but I don't think this is a match where you mess around too much. You keep those two in. And you have to roll with that 11 and hope that gives you a great performance. As for a prediction on the match, it's very interesting because I don't think Byron has been great. I don't think they've lived up to their expectations or their standards this season, especially in the second half. But what I've seen over the past couple of weeks, uh, especially in that second leg against Villarreal and last week against Armenian Bielefeld, is an all-out relentless attack, which was missing. Uh, for the better part of the Brook Runda. And it comes, that all coming together for Bayern Munich comes at a great time because Borussia Dortmund has been sloppy at the back. They have struggled defensively. And while Dortmund does offer 
that quick strike counterattack. I don't think anyone wants to see Holland breaking down the middle of the pitch or even down the sideline uh, with the ball at his feet and hitting top speed. Uh, I think that Byron is going to do enough to control this match. They're going to be able to keep that pressure on the back line. And, and for as many good players as Dortmund has and for as skilled as they are, I think they're going to struggle keeping Byron out of that attacking zone. They're going to have trouble limiting Byron's chances. And they're going to be, in my mind, for long stretches of this match, fighting for their lives in the, in the game. I just don't see how, how Dortmund is going to be able to match up right now. I think that Holland is going to cause some problems, but I think using a back four is going to be able to help with the stability there. I think that Bayern, if they're smart, is also going to keep Leon Goretzka or Joshua Kimmich sitting a little deeper to help protect those center backs, especially if Pavar and Alfonso Davies track too far up. I think someone's going to have to be cognizant in the midfield to stay back and help provide support. So how that all plays out, it's going to be a great cat and cat and mouse game. Byron, when they do pressure offensively and when they do really start to pour that attack on, they tend to all get up. And that includes both midfielders and both outside backs. And that does sometimes leave a huge gaping hole between those center backs. And Holland is just the type of player to exploit it. That could be an area of danger for Bayern Munich, and I'm very interested to see how they cope with that. I think there will be some conservative, uh, some type of conservative approach to dealing with Holland that relies on a midfielder or even Pavar switching back and using more of a hybrid back for, like we saw earlier in the season. Julian Nagelsmann is going to get a chance to show off his own tactical mind and his strategy and how he approaches this will probably uh, will probably go a long way with the fans because if Nagelsmann cannot come to come together, put together a game plan that can limit Holland and keep Dortmund off the scoreboard, it's going to be a long week next week. But my prediction for this one will be Bayern Munich four, Borussia Dortmund one. I think Dortmund will break through. I think it's going to be a little closer than the score I'm predicting would indicate but I do think Byron is going to have so much pressure on the Borussia Dortmund back line that they will break through several times. I'm thinking probably three goals in the second half. I'm predicting that Dortmund will fall apart a little bit with that back line and not be able to withstand all of that pressure that Bayern Munich is going to apply. So that might be a little bit optimistic. I know if you've been watching Bayern in the Rook Ronda, you might say four goals. That is insane but I think they are on the verge of breaking out. I think this is about the right time for them to, to make things happen offensively and put some balls in the back of the net. As for Dortmund, you know, they're playing it out now with Holland. I'm sure they're a little bit distracted by that whole situation. Uh, his contract situation and some others on the team have been up in the air. And, you know, this, this season under Marco Rosa has not went as planned you know, Dortmund, I think, is pretty fortunate to be in second place of the league right now. They have done exceptionally well at times, but I think if you pulled their fan base as well, they're probably a little disappointed with the squad showing overall and their lack of consist- consistency under Rosa. So that's how I see this one playing out. I'm expecting a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a great game. It should be great for everyone to watch. I know in the U.S. here they're going to be playing it 
over the air and not just streaming. So that would be, that's going to be great. It should hopefully give the Bundesliga some more exposure to fans who might not normally uh, be able to tune in because in, in the U S here, everything is on ESPN plus the streaming service that you have to pay extra for. So, Hey, have fun with this one. Enjoy your weekend and stay tuned for the weekend warm up, which will be dropping early Friday morning. We'll be hitting on this Der Klassiker match along with a lot of the other big news that has dropped this week. That's one of my favorite things to do at BFW is hit that podcast and talk about all the latest and greatest news. So as always, you can get me at the barrel blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB works. You can get Tom at Tommy Adams 71. You can get, I need no name at BFW You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner and you can get Samarin and schnitzel on our site. They are not on Twitter. So you have to find them on our site. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the match and we will see you next time.